This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. USDA Trade Post expected. Senate set to OK USTR pick. Research grants target animal welfare and payment cap frustrations. There could be some big news on the trade front today. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue will be in Cincinnati, where we expect him to announce plans for creating a new position at USDA to oversee agricultural trade. Former Secretary Vilsack had deferred on the new trade post. The 2014 Farm Bill required USDA to establish an undersecretary for trade, but then Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack held off making the required changes at the end of the Obama administration. But Bertou told farm broadcasters last week that creating the position would be a top priority, although he didn't provide details on how the USDA reorganization would be carried out. One of the challenges Vilsack faced is that there are a number of agencies across the department that have trade responsibilities, including the Foreign Agricultural Service, the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, and the Food Safety and Inspection Service. Purdue will be holding a press conference this afternoon at Consolidated Grain and Barge on the Ohio River. Senate near a vote on USTR nominee. The Senate could vote as soon as today to confirm Bob Lighthizer as U.S. Trade Representative putting into place the final member of President Trump's trade policy team. The Senate will vote this morning to limit debate on Lighthizer. A GOP leadership spokesman said the final vote on Lighthizer will likely come before the end of the day, assuming Democrats don't insist on the full 30 hours of debate that could be allowed. Lighthizer could have significant support from Democrats because of his record as a trade lawyer and representing U.S. companies and enforcement cases against China. But Lighthizer won't have unanimous support from Republicans. GOP Senators Ben Sass of Nebraska and John McCain of Arizona announced their opposition to the nominee yesterday, saying he's insufficiently supportive of the North American Free Trade Agreement and likely won't pursue new trade deals. The senators wrote, beyond your vocal advocacy for protectionist shifts in our trade policies, the administration's ongoing, incoherent, and inconsistent trade message has compounded our concern. FFAR funding to target animal welfare issues. The Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research will announce plans today to provide $2 million to address animal welfare issues and laying hens and swine. The goal is to develop cage-free hens whose bones won't break as easily and to breed male pigs that don't need to be castrated to protect meat quality. Hens are more susceptible to bone fractures when they're kept in cage-free systems. The research is aimed at identifying hens that are more resilient but can provide the high-quality eggs needed to fill the growing consumer demand for cage-free. Chad Gregory, president of United Egg Producers, said his members are fortunate to have the support of agricultural research organizations like FFAR to help farmers continue to provide professional care for their animals and find solutions to production challenges. The research on pigs will include investigating ways to breed only females or alter levels of certain chemicals in male pigs. The foundation, which was established by the 2014 Farm Bill, expects to fund as many as five research projects. The initiative is being partially funded with a million-dollar contribution from the Open Philanthropy Project. It's a collaboration between the philanthropic nonprofit Good Ventures and the nonprofit Give Well. Good Ventures was created by Facebook co-founder Dustin Moscovich. 
trade a top concern in Iowa Farmer Poll. An AgriPoll survey of Iowa soybean growers underscores the importance of trade policy to U.S. agriculture. Nearly 35% of the 133 farmers who were surveyed said that new trade agreements are the most important issue affecting the profitability of their farms. The survey indicates that President Trump has broad support for policy initiatives he's taken. Three-quarters of the soybean growers support renegotiating the North American Free Trade Agreement. About 85% agreed with executive orders Trump has issued to roll back agency regulations. There is still deep concern, though, about the farm economy. More than half of the farmers say they expect their financial situation to worsen at least slightly this year. The poll was conducted in April with the help of the Iowa Soybean Association. Fire frustration sparked calls for raising payment limit. Cattle producers who are struggling to recover from recent Kansas wildfires say they are not getting the government help they need because of the Farm Bill payment limits. The Farm Service Agency's Livestock Indemnity Program provides reimbursement to producers in natural disasters. But the assistance is limited to 75% of the market value the day before the disaster and is capped at $125,000 per producer. The cap actually is slightly less than that this year due to the automatic spending cuts required by the 2011 budget law. In the case of the Kansas wildfires and subsequent blizzard, some producers had losses that would top the $125,000 cap. Meanwhile, cattle prices have improved, reducing the purchasing power of their anticipated indemnity payment. Lawmakers asked USDA for help, but were told that the department's options were limited since the limits were set in congressional statute. Quoting Dalton Henry, an aide to Representative Roger Marshall, a Republican of Kansas, as he spoke to AgriPulse, he said the opportunity for the secretary to provide flexibility there is pretty severely limited by Congress. He said there's been discussion of using the next farm bill to raise the payment limit or else create an exemption for natural disasters. The program also offers indemnities for disease and attacks by wild animals that were reintroduced by the government. Here's today's He Said It. Combined, our nation's 50 state fish and wildlife agencies are a formidable wildlife conservation machine. That John Barrasso, a Republican of Wyoming, chairman of the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, at a hearing on the role of states in enforcing the Endangered Species Act. Barrasso said state agencies employ 11,000 wildlife biologists, a figure nearly equal to the entire workforce of the Fish and Wildlife Service. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.